0: It's November 1st, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kotnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning The BBC is reporting that Russian President Vladimir Putin has said Russia is suspending, but not ending, its participation in a deal that allows safe passage to vessels carrying Ukrainian grain exports. Moscow pulled out of the UN-brokered agreement on Saturday, alleging that Ukraine had used a safety corridor in the Black Sea to attack its fleet. The UN says there were no ships inside the corridor that night. Ukraine has not claimed responsibility for the attack. Despite the fallout, 12 ships containing 354,500 tons of food including grain, left Ukraine's black seaports on Monday, Ukraine's infrastructure ministry said. This constituted a record volume of exports since the grain deal began, said a spokesperson for Odessa's military administration, quoted by Reuters.
1: Afghan Special Forces soldiers who fought alongside American troops and then fled to Iran after the chaotic US withdrawal last year, are now being recruited by the Russian military to fight in Ukraine, three former Afghan generals told the Associated Press. They said the Russians want to attract thousands of the former elite Afghan commandos into a foreign legion with offers of steady $1,500 a month payments and promises of safe havens for themselves and their families so they can avoid deportation home to what many assume would be death at the hands of the Taliban. None of the generals who spoke to the AP said their contacts in Iran know how many have taken up the offer.
0: According to Deutsche Welle, truck drivers who support Brazil's outgoing president Jair Bolsonaro staged more than 230 protests to partially or fully block roads in 20 states, Brazil's Federal Highway Police said. The roadblocks in the farming heartland of Mateo Grosso in particular threatened to disturb agricultural shipments, said Normando Corral, president of the Famato Farmers' Federation. Bolsonaro did not publicly address his election defeat on Monday and a senior advisor said he would only do so today. The silence has led to speculation as to whether Bolsonaro will concede defeat or whether he will claim electoral fraud since he baselessly questioned the reliability of the country's electronic voting machines in recent months. However, several key Bolsonaro allies have publicly accepted the election results.
1: Elsewhere, with polls too close to call the day before Israel holds its fifth election in four years, even minute shifts in voter turnout could make or break the longtime Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's comeback attempt, for which he is allied with right-wing extremists. The Guardian reports that surveys by Israel's public broadcaster Khan, as well as channels 12 and 13, put the Netanyahu bloc, which includes far-right extremists and two ultra-Orthodox parties at 60 seats, one short of a majority. The anti-Netanyahu camp, led by the incumbent Prime Minister Yair Lapid, was predicted to win 56 seats. Another four should go to a pro-Arab rights alliance that may or may not lend its support to the center-left bloc. If the polls are right, Israel's era of crippling political deadlock will continue, with a sixth election possible in the spring. But if the right-wing bloc keeps slowly gaining, as it has done for the past few weeks, and turnout in the disillusioned 20% of the population with Palestinian heritage is low, Netanyahu may be able to scrape by with a 61st seat.
0: The Asahi Shimbun writes that 50 mainly Western countries urged China yesterday to fully implement all recommendations in a UN report accusing the country of possible crimes against humanity against Uyghurs and other mostly Muslim ethnic groups, including taking prompt steps to release all those arbitrarily deprived of their liberty in the far western province of Xinjiang. Canada's UN ambassador, Bob Ray, read the statement at a meeting of the General Assembly's Human Rights Committee expressing grave concern at the human rights situation in China and Beijing's failure so far to discuss the report's findings on the ongoing violations against the Uyghurs and other Muslim groups. Human rights groups have accused China of sweeping a million or more people from the minority groups into detention camps, where many have said they were tortured, sexually assaulted, and forced to abandon their language and religion. The camps were just one part of what the rights organizations have called a ruthless campaign against extremism in Xinjiang that also included draconian birth control policies and all-encompassing restrictions on people's movement.
1: Costa Rica's Vice President Stefan Bruner said on Monday, He had been charged for his alleged role in illicit financing during the electoral campaign of President Rodrigo Chávez, who took office this year. According to reporting from Reuters, Bruner, a 61-year-old economist who served as Chávez's campaign treasurer, appeared on Monday before an opposition-backed special commission in Costa Rica's Congress, which is investigating the alleged illegal contributions. Bruner and Chávez have both previously maintained their innocence. The presidency declined to respond to Reuters' request for comment on the congressional investigation. Both Bruner and the president have immunity protections in office, though those powers could be suspended if requested by the Supreme Court and approved by 38 of Congress's 57 seats. Chavez's party only holds 10 seats in Congress.
0: Politico Europe reports that Poland yesterday signed a deal with South Korea to build four nuclear reactors. The country's Deputy Prime Minister, yat Sassen, announced just days after signing an agreement with the U.S. to build the country's first nuclear plant. The Memorandum of Understanding, signed by Sassen and Korean Energy Minister Lee Chang-Yang Lee Chang-yang in Seoul will assess the feasibility of building reactors with South Korean technology. Sassen said the historic agreement would shore up the energy security of the country, which is currently facing a serious coal shortage partly caused by sanctions on Russian coal imports. The new plant, set to be a government-backed project overseen by a Polish-Korean consortium, will be located in the central Polish city of Konin. The government will aim to build three nuclear plants in the coming years, Sassen said.
1: In lighter news, no tricks or treats in this neighborhood. According to the AP, trick-or-treating is off-limits in a suburban Detroit neighborhood. Officials in Wyandotte said a cockroach infestation has been confirmed at a vacant home after a tip from a trash hauler. The pests have been moving to other homes. Sidewalks were closed Monday night on a portion of 20th Street. City engineer Greg Mayhew said a Halloween ban will prevent further roach migration. Officials don't want the bugs hitching a ride on costumes, the Detroit Free Press reported. The city is trying to exterminate the roaches, but it will take some time, Mayhew said.
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topical correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Joe Cirincione, a nuclear weapons expert, about the newly released Nuclear Posture Review. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources, and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>